Hello, welcome back to Parallel Worlds. Today, we're going to be using two sources for our work. Your lists of contexts from week two, episode five, and your list of things or concepts from yesterday. If you can't find either of these right now, you might want to go back and try to find them, or maybe redo the exercises. But first, you know what we're going to do. Your daily reflection, five minutes of freedom to fish into your mind and find out what's floating around in there. Okay, are you ready? Let's go.
All right, welcome back. That seemed quite intense today. You really disappeared this time. Phew. Maybe take a moment to breathe. In. Out. In. Out. You know how to do it. I assume you've been doing it. Breathing, that is. Your whole life. If you do forget how, please pause this podcast, get some sort of medical help. You can always come back and do the exercises later. Anyway, let's get on to the next thing, shall we? Today, we're going to be synthesizing. If I had planned this podcast better, I would maybe have a nifty synthesizer noise right here. Yeah, something a little bit like that, maybe just as a sound bed. Yes, today we're going to be synthesizing. What do I mean by that? Well, essentially we're just going to be mushing some stuff that already exists together and seeing what comes out. A few years ago I went to a workshop run by the British immersive theatre company Punchdrunk. I have said on this podcast before about how much I love their work, so I'm not going to go on about that again. But one thing I want to share with you from the workshop I attended is a method that they use to create new theatre pieces. It's really hard to create something brand new from scratch. Something that catches, that people want to experience, that people want to be part of. And we often rely on metaphors when we're describing new things to other people. Oh, you will love this thing. It's got the drama and the epic worlds of Game of Thrones mixed with the tragedy of Shakespeare's King Lear, with a soundtrack kind of like Grand Theft Auto 4, but set in 1930s Brooklyn. One approach to making new things that I learned in Punch Trunk's workshop was to make a triangle. At two of the points of the triangle, you put themes or works of fiction, and at the third point, you put a context, that is, a place and a time. You then use those three influences to make a whole new thing. For their show A Drowned Man, which took place a few years ago in London in this huge former post office building, they took the unfinished play Wojciech by Georg Buchner, whose name I probably completely mispronounced, but it has themes of jealousy and it culminates in a man drowning. They then combined this with Nathaniel West's book The Day of the Locust, which is about a young set painter in Hollywood who becomes disillusioned with the American dream. And they combine these stories in a 1960s Hollywood, a place which provides a rich contrast between the glamour of film sets and the strange sort of of out-of-town deserts and forests on the periphery. What they created was an entirely new story, which didn't exist before, but they did it through synthesizing elements from those three places. So that's exactly what we are going to do today. You already have a pair of lists. You've got a list of things, the concepts from yesterday, and you've got one of contexts from week two's episode five's podcast. You're going to take elements from those lists and combine them and see what you can come up with. Each time we run this exercise, you're going to have two concepts combined with one context. So two concepts from yesterday's list and one context from week two episode five's list. It might help to write these things down on bits of paper and cut them out and put them in different bowls. I don't know. We're going to run this exercise five times. Each time, you have to very quickly choose two concepts. If you can do it at random, that's great. 
and one context. Write them down, and as quick as you can, write a brief synopsis for a story or scenario which ties the three together. I'll give you an example to start. I've written my lists on bits of paper, and I've put them into these two bowls. I've got one bowl with context, and I have one bowl with concepts. So I will shuffle the stuff around. And now I will take two concepts. So the first one is Thomas More's Utopia. That is prototypical sci-fi from the 1500s. And this second concept is the sitcom Friends. And now finally my context. That's, oh, that's a really easy one. 1990s English suburbia. So I now have two minutes to devise a story. I'm going to do this in real time uh, so you can hear me thinking. Feel free to just jump two minutes ahead and avoid my waffle. So uh, the context is really easy for me. 1990s English suburbia is where I spent my childhood. I know exactly what it looks like. I know exactly what it smells like. I know how sticky the vending machines were, which part of the park the big kids played in. I remember the texture of the, the asphalt on the floor and all that kind of stuff. So that's very strong in my mind. Then I've got the book Utopia, that, which is a classic, but there are two elements which I think I could probably use in a story immediately. One is that the word utopia is a Greek play on words. We think of it today as being an ideal place, but it really is a play on the meaning no place, that is somewhere that can't exist. The other interesting thing about it was that it was sort of written as a travel journal, as if it were a real artifact from someone who went to this place that didn't actually exist. So whatever story I write, I'm going to want to present it in the modern day equivalent of a found journal. Maybe it's a documentary or like an audio diary or something like the Blair Witch Project. Okay, so that's two things. Then there's the, the TV series Friends. That's a 10 year running, I think it was 10 or 11 years or something, sitcom with hundreds of episodes, but as a kid I used to watch it all the time. So maybe I can narrow that down a little. Let's focus on one episode. I remember one where Ross got his pet monkey Marcel. I think it was a Christmas episode, like it finished at New Year. And the general theme was that he got a monkey to make up for his divorce, but he got really sad when the monkey got on better with his friends uh, Chandler than it got on with him. So that story was one about wanting to be wanted, sort of wanting to fit in and wanting to be needed. So to summarize, my story made from these three elements, Thomas More's Utopia, the TV show Friends and 1990s English Suburbia. It's a story in which somebody wants to make up for a lost relationship, but ends up making themselves more lonely. That's kind of like the idea of utopia in a way, the idea there's a fictional place where you'd be happy, but it's also impossible to reach. But this story is set in the suburbia I grew up in, where shell suits were the coolest thing you could ever wear, and everybody had little clacker things from crisp packets on their luminous colored BMX bike wheels. It's a story set in a playground, um, and perhaps the, the role of the monkey from Friends is played by a toy or a kid who's just moved to sound. Um, but the entire thing is presented as if it's a bit of found real fiction. Okay, I, yeah, I think my two minutes are up. But that gives you an example of something that, um, something that you could generate. So, uh, right, I'll just draw a few more things at random and show you again an idea. So, uh... 
So here's a a concept. King Midas, who turned everything he touched to gold, mixed with J.G. Ballard's book, Kingdom Come, a book about violence in the suburbs. And in the context of my grandma's bathroom, which was this really strange room with peeling stripy wallpaper and like carpet everywhere, which made me feel a bit sick. Or another example, Stanley Kubrick's 2001 Space Odyssey mixed with ah, the Parallel Worlds podcast and set in a budget bodybuilder's gym in Tel Aviv in the 1970s. So you see, we can really, we can go anywhere with this. We can conjure up imagery and strange scenarios and settings and make something brand new every single time. Not necessarily good. I mean, that last one, Space Odyssey and a Parallel Worlds podcast in a budget bodybuilder's gym in Tel Aviv in the 70s sounds pretty terrible. Um, But you can create things that are strange and interesting and probably quite unexpected. So now it's your turn. Each time you hear this noise, take two things from your concept list. That is movies, films, books, songs, whatever those things were that you generated yesterday. And also take one context from your context list generated a few weeks ago. Please try to be as random as much as you can. So so this is a truly randomized mushing together of things. It really doesn't matter how well you think these things will go together initially. You've only got to spend two minutes each time living in this strange little world, working this scenario out. It's not very long and it can be completely unexpected. You might put things together that really don't seem to fit initially. If that's the case, just really embrace it. Lean in. Think, what is the worst I could possibly make this? What's the worst, most cheesy, the most inauthentic thing? Which version of this strange new synthetic thing I'm creating would upset fans of the original thing the most? Are there interesting characters or story arcs or modes of storytelling I can take from one of these things and mix it with elements from the other? I'm hoping that as you go through this process, you'll see that by taking elements of each concept and placing them in a new context, you really are creating something new and weird, but it's something that you have developed. Right, enough of my waffling on. Let's get going. We're going to run this five times. Each time we run it, you get two minutes to unite your two concepts and your one context. All right, are you ready? Let's go. Two minutes, starting now.
Right, that's the end of the first one. Synopsis two. Go. Okay, finish up number two, please. It is time for synopsis three. Draw those three things now.
Okay, get ready for synopsis number four. This is the last one right now, synopsis number five, two minutes to put together the most ridiculous thing you possibly can, starting now.
All right, well done. How was that for you? Did you like this practice of recombining things? What weird and wonderful connections did you make? Anything you actually liked? Anything you thought was awful? The first time I did this, I found that at least three quarters of my ideas were absolutely terrible and had to be thrown away. But somewhere in there was a little gold nugget sort of waiting to be used and turned into something. But as a practice, I do this regularly. I I like making lists a lot of uh, silly things to combine. But as a practice, this really helped me identify which elements of things that I consume I actually like. Through doing this a few times, I found similarities between different stories I really hadn't identified before. And I really like the idea that once these concepts have entered your head, these strange things that you've consumed through popular culture or places you've been to and things you've seen and atmospheres you've absorbed, they're yours. You can reweave them as much as you like. You can build new contexts. You can think about very specific elements, mixing with other very specific elements to create something that is yours. Now, I just want to clarify here, what this exercise is doing isn't plagiarizing. I'm not saying, please go out and just copy something verbatim. Just don't think about what you're doing and take element A and element B and so on. But rather, you're remixing elements. It takes genuine creativity to mash one of these things into another and then to smush that thing into a place and a time. It's the sort of thing that has really been done in storytelling for millennia. All of the legends and stories that have been passed down from person to person to person somehow get mushed in with all sorts of other little bits and bobs. And that is the stuff that we are told as kids. That's the stuff that we consume as adults. That is what makes our propensity for storytelling more strong. Anyway, I hope this exercise was fun for you. As ever, if you liked or hated this episode, if you came up with something you want to share, if there's a remix concept that you think is so fantastic that everybody in the world should know about it and you want to go off and turn it into a feature film and take it to Hollywood, or if you think you've created something that is so awful it should just be avoided forever and sort of maybe flagged up as some sort of nuclear waste that that future civilizations should just avoid, please leave the show a voice message. Um, There's a link in the show notes. And... Thank you for sticking with me to the end, Uh, going through that exercise five times, no matter what you thought of it. I will be back again tomorrow and see you then.